What a busy Thursday on Rocky Top. Plenty to discuss from pro day to spring practice. But Jake Merklinger commits to the Volunteers. Tennessee adds its 2024 quarterback. That and a whole lot more here on your Friday. Locked on Balls. You are Locked on Balls. Your daily podcast on the Tennessee Volunteers. Part of the Locked on Podcast Network. Your team every day. Happy Friday, everybody. Welcome to Locked On Balls. It is your team every single day. I am your host, Eric Kane. You can always find me on Twitter at underscore Kaner and at Locked On Vols. Appreciate you guys for starting your Friday. Little, little tailgate to the weekend here with us here on Locked On Vols, making it your first listen wherever you find your podcast. We're a part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Please subscribe to Locked On Vols on YouTube. We're almost to 7,000. Let's go ahead and keep that push up there. It helps to get this video in front of more and more Tennessee fans. And I appreciate you guys for finding us wherever you find your podcast. This episode is brought to you in part by FanDuel Sportsbook. It's the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On today to go ahead and get started. I got to tell you guys, I am blessed to be able to do this. I really am. And this is I'm not going to go on a soapbox here or anything, but uh, being able to talk Tennessee football, being able to talk sports in front of a camera, behind a microphone, go out there and be on the on the beat, covering games, first-hand account, talking to these athletes and coaches. It is a blessing. I am blessed to be able to do this and be able to be paid to do this. I mean, it's it's pretty. I was talking to somebody the other day over at Tennessee, and um, it, it's hard to believe that I'm paid to be able to do this. So I really, I'm really appreciative. Um, Thursday is one of those days, though. I'm, I'm gonna tell you, We're, <laughs> over there, it was a marathon day over there, uh, <laughs> and um, at, at 8:30 in the morning, we we do practice, we do media. Uh, and then we're there until about, I left campus, I want to say around 4, 4.30 uh, in the afternoon uh, from pro day. Uh, I had to cover um, Tennessee baseball remotely uh, on a uh, on a Thursday night down down in the Baton Rouge and at LSU. And it was just a long day. Um, but I, I can't remember in quite some time when Tennessee was this busy. So much going on. Uh, Tennessee had a player leave via the transfer portal for Tennessee Hoots. We'll get into that a little bit in segment number two, along with my conversation with Austin Price, my co-worker at VolQuest.com. We'll talk Jake Merklinger here in segment one, and then uh, uh, we'll, we'll chat a little bit about Pro Day, what I saw in segment three. Um, but you had that, you had Pro Day, you had a commitment, you had spring practice, you had baseball, uh, Lady Balls picked up a commitment via the transfer portal. So it's been it's been a busy day for sure. Uh, I can't remember a day that it's been this kind of jam-packed in quite some time. But the icing on top of the cake is Tennessee got its quarterback for 2024, and that is Jake Merklinger. We kind of previewed that announcement yesterday a little bit. He is a four-star quarterback. Uh, he is from Calvary Day School in Savannah, Georgia. Um, he is six foot three, about 200 pounds or so. Really exploded did his recruitments following his junior season. He's a guy that loves competition and chose Tennessee knowing who's here, and that's Nico Iamaliava, the heir apparent, right? Uh, the number one player in the country, five-star quarterback for the class of 2023. So the fact that a guy chose to come here that is heavily regarded, that is you know a, a really, really nice prospect. He's, uh, let's see here, he's considered... One second, one second, one second. He's considered the 66th overall player in the country per on three. Sixth quarterback in the nation. 12th prospect out of Georgia. The on three industry ranking. He's still a four-star. 
And the Honest Tree Industry ranking says he's the 66th player in the nation, seventh quarterback, and the ninth prospect from uh, the state of Georgia. So, again, a, a really, really nice player. And the fact that he is this heavily regarded and and Tennessee beat out North Carolina, who came in second, but also Georgia, who is very interested, the home state school and, and Michigan State. Uh, again, I think it says a lot about the player and Jake Merklinger and, and what he likes about Joey Halsley, what he likes about Josh Heupel, what he likes about this system, what he likes about the future at Tennessee. So he's going to come in here and he's going to be coached up well, right? He's going to be coached up well. And I understand the the day and era that we live in, the day and age that we live in, the transfer portal runs rapid and rampant. And I mean, if I'm a high school quarterback, seriously, if I'm a high school quarterback and I don't, and my my suitors, I don't see a, a direct path to the playing field, or I don't see myself being a day one starter. I mean, and I'm not saying this is what he's going to do, but like, let's just think about things. Look at Taven Jackson. You came here, they immediately recruited over you to get Nico. They're on campus briefly together for for bowl practices, and I know Taven was kind of hurt at that point in time, but there was barely any crossover there. Uh, Taven Jackson leads via the transfer portal and he goes to Indiana where his brother plays basketball. But think about Taven Jackson and all that he gained in his year at Tennessee, right? Playing in the SEC, seeing a high-powered offense, learning from the best quarterbacks coach, in my opinion, in the country, and that is Josh Heupel. <laughs> so he's going to take all that and go on to play somewhere else. And again, I'm not saying that's what Jake Merklinger is going to do, uh, but it's it's a good decision to come here to Tennessee because of the stability and, and what you can get out of learning under Joey Halsley and Josh Heifel, but he's a competitor. He's going to go toe to toe with Nico Imaliava, and that's going to be the, you know, they're going to be battling out. And in my opinion, for the starting quarterback job, once uh, Joe Milton leaves. So that's a long time away right now, but it's important for reasons that I pointed out yesterday. You get your quarterback early in the cycle. I know that we're, you know, almost towards the end of, or we are towards the end of March. Today's the last day of the month. And um, you got your quarterback. And so now you can build around that. And he can be a peer recruiter and help try to get guys to campus. And it's never a bad thing in the world to get your quarterback early in the cycle. Tennessee got Nico Imaliava midway through the March month of last year as well. And so, again, Josh Heupel putting importance on getting specific positions here to campus, highly rated guys, but also getting your quarterback early in the cycle so you have the biggest piece already taken care of. Uh, big, big, big news for Tennessee when getting Jake Merklinger uh, from Savannah, Georgia on a Thursday. All right, so my guy Matt Ray, who friend of the show, joined the show earlier this week. He caught up with Calvary Day head coach Mark Stroud uh, before the uh, or right after the announcement was made and his impact analysis. It's up at VolQuest.com. But I want to read a quote to you on uh, what he had to say, the head coach, Mark Stroud on his quarterback, Jake Merklinger. Quote, Jake has some things in his corner. He throws the ball well when it comes out of his hands really well. He runs well, and he's an athletic guy. You pair that with a guy that is a superstar with the, with the desire to win, he is very competitive and very passionate. His ability to throw the ball well plus having the tough demeanor to see, I think you pair all those things together and him being a good leader that leads by example. He carries himself well and does the things he asks others to do. He is not afraid. Where this day and age where everybody is afraid to do the hard thing, he is not afraid to correct teammates and he goes and congratulates uh, them as well. Ability, toughness, all those things you're looking for, he has got it. That is Jake. Some pretty good stuff there from, again, that's Calvary Day High School head football coach Mark Stroud, the head football coach for Tennessee's four-star quarterback commits in Jake Merklinger. So Merklinger chooses Tennessee over 
North Carolina, who came in second, in my opinion, in this race, and Michigan State, as well as Georgia. Coming off a visit this past weekend, Jake Merklinger left campus, and it was pretty much done, in my opinion, and it felt like uh, it was pretty much done. All the vibes were coming to Tennessee, and then shortly thereafter, he said, hey, I'm going to commit on Thursday somewhere. And, you know, coming off this last weekend visit, it's like, okay, well, you know, the, the leader in the clubhouse and the likely destination uh, is going to be Tennessee. So uh, good stuff there for Tennessee, getting its quarterback uh, of the future, potentially. I got to come in and, and compete with Nico Iamaliaba. And so, again, I, I, I tell you, let's direct our attention over to the commitment rankings for Tennessee, now sitting fifth per the on three national ranking uh, for the class of 2024. Fifth, Tennessee now has six commits, six commits. Four-star quarterback Jake Merklinger, four-star tight end Jonathan Eccles, four-star wide receiver J.J. Harrell, four-star cornerback Caleb Beasley, three-star cornerback Marcus Gorey, and three-star defensive lineman Carson Gentle. You have Gentle, Gorey, and Beasley all from the state of Tennessee, which is huge as well, and Tennessee is off to the races. A very, very good start here for the class of 2024. Jake Merklinger is in the boat. What does Austin Price of AllQuest.com, my co-worker, have to say about that? Had a chance to catch up with Austin yesterday, shortly after the commitment, and I'll play that interview with you right here on Locked on Vols. The tournament, it is heating up, and there's no better place to get in on all that action for the Final Four than over at FanDuel Sportsbook. It is America's number one sportsbook. That's because right now, FanDuel is giving new customers a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on and sign up today to claim your no-sweat first bet. Then you can wager on everything from the money line to point spreads to which team's going to be cutting down the net when it's all said and done all on the app that's safe, secure, and super easy to use. So don't miss your shot at No Sweat First Bet up to $1,000 when you join FanDuel today. Just go to FanDuel.com slash locked on to sign up. Make every moment more with FanDuel. All right, guys, welcome back into your Friday show. Still recapping Tennessee's commitment of four-star quarterback Jake Merklinger added to the class of 2024. That class right now, per the on three rankings, sitting at number five nationally. A really, really good start for Tennessee and Josh Heupel. Uh, I had a chance to chat with Austin Price shortly after the commitment was made known. Jake Merklinger to Tennessee. Here's my conversation with Austin Price, FallQuest.com. Awesome Price, Eric Kane here on this Thursday afternoon. Tennessee gets its quarterback for the class of 2024. Awesome Price, tell me a little bit about the four-star Jake Merklinger. Well, a competitive kid, a kid that is a good athlete, three-sport uh, star down in uh, South Georgia, Savannah, Georgia. Uh, plays basketball, plays lacrosse, and plays football. And, you know, really good athlete, uh, super competitive, and that's the one thing I, I continued to hear from everybody involved was just how competitive he is and everything. And, and that's a, such a great trait. I think that playing three sports is a great trait. Um, you know, and so uh, Tennessee's getting a nice solid piece to this 2024 class, and now he'll go and uh, try to recruit some more guys to go with him. It's always big to get the quarterback early. And sure, getting Nico early last year it didn't translate into the five-star linemen or five-star wide receivers, but you got the biggest piece of the puzzle of every class done early. Yep. Um, but also, knowing Nico is here, you mentioned his competitiveness, uh, Jake Merklinger, not afraid of competition. No, and, and truthfully, North Carolina probably finishes runner-up here, and yeah. 
the Tar Heels had a much easier path to the field. I mean, Drake May's going to play this coming fall, and he's out of there. And there's really, you know, nobody of real substance that's mm-hmm. right behind him. So I think that it's, you know, interesting that he, he, he takes the, the road less traveled, so to speak, when you, when, you go, when you talk about going and competing against another high-end quarterback versus taking the easier path. I think it tells you a lot about the kid and, and the confidence that he brings. He had a really good sophomore season, kind of blew up here as a junior. He's got a strong arm. Uh, he's mobile. He can, he can move around, extend plays. What else about his game should we know? Well, very heady, football smart, a leader, uh, got a really good arm talent, and you're right, can move around. I think the fact that he plays lacrosse tells you a lot about him athletically. And so, you know, when you look at what Tennessee wants to do offensively, um, you know, they don't want a statue back there. They want somebody that can make plays if need be, but can also stand there and make some tough throws, and he kind of fits that bill. Would assume that when Joe Milton leaves the program after next football season, Tennessee would be in the market for a transfer portal quarterback? Yeah, I mean, I think so. I don't see them adding another quarterback from the high school ranks. No. You know, the question is, is you know, what does Nico show this fall? Mm-hmm. If Nico shows well, and, and you know, if, if, let's, let's go assume Joe Milton's the guy all year long and Nico plays four games. But in those four games, Nico shows well. Mm-hmm. I mean, how much, how attractive are you going to be to a transfer? Though? It's kind of you know, the same situation I mean, right now. Yeah, yeah, it's 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 tough, and so you know, it, it'll be interesting to kind of see you know what Tennessee can do at the quarterback position, or do they roll into twenty twenty four with a redshirt freshman or or a true sophomore and a and a and a, and a true freshman? As your only two scholarship quarterbacks, we'll have to see. All right, Tennessee. Now this is its sixth commit for the class of twenty twenty four, firmly inside the top ten of the on three rankings. What do you like about this class, and where does Tennessee go? from here and uh, potential targets who have announcements Well, you got about half from out of state and half from in state. Mm -hmm. And, uh, you know, Tennessee's doing a good job of getting players to campus. They'll get a lot of players to campus this weekend. Um, You know, you look at, you know, getting uh, the the two kids from St. Francis up in Baltimore back this weekend. Tennessee's getting the the Insuari kid uh, back this weekend from Missouri. Um, A lot of kids that I can't pronounce their last names (laughs) and I've got to work on that. But, um, hey, uh, you know, they're just, they're in on a lot of big time players. Uh, Mike Matthews will be here mm-hmm. coming up on Monday. Uh, you, you've also got Boo Carter coming back to town, Daniel Calhoun, some big-time offensive linemen here this weekend. So it, it's a really big weekend here on campus. Good stuff there from Austin Price. Some more context on the competitor, the quarterback four-star commit for Tennessee and Jake Merklinger. All right, let's shift gears here a little bit in the second half of uh, segment number two before we talk a little Tennessee pro day in segment number three. Uh, Tennessee basketball had a player leave for the transfer portal. Olivier Kumwa entered the transfer portal portal yesterday, and this is not really a loss for Tennessee. And and here, let me show my work here um, as I put the graphics back up here that I forgot to do at the beginning of the segments (laughs) here if you're watching on YouTube. Um, It's not really a big loss for Tennessee because most believe who cover the program that Olivier Kumwa was not going to return next year anyway. So we're still in this weird era of COVID years of eligibility. When you play four years, um, or, you know, with some other sports, if you redshirt and then play four years, you still have that option to come back and use an extra year of eligibility because of the COVID year. We're thankfully uh, almost done with it. Got uh, math is hard. Got two more years of it. So <laughs> one, two, three, four. Yeah, we got two more years of it. And and then we're going to be out of this mess because it is so hard to keep track of. But Olivia Kumwa, a guy that came here, played for four years. The belief was always that, of course, he was going to entertain, you know, the NBA, but he was going to go overseas and, and, and play basketball. 
uh, native of Finland, and so that's kind of been the popular uh, assumption that is is what he was going to do. Now, you know, he has the option to come back to Tennessee, as does Uros Plavsic and Santiago Vescovi and Josiah Jordan-James, but it was never really believed that he was going to come back to Tennessee. Uh, the door's open. Just because you enter the transfer portal, it doesn't mean you can't come back. He can still come back to Tennessee, uh, but I don't see that happening. Um, of course, once you, at least in football, and I would assume it's the same with basketball, once you order, enter the portal, the school has the decision to say, all right, well, you can't come back here. We're taking away your scholarship. They have that right to do that. But again, I, I don't see him coming back to Tennessee whatsoever. What I think this is, is Olivier Comwell looking at all of his options, uh, personally. So knowing that over, the overseas route is still very much in play, and that's the likely destination, he'll continue to go through the process and see what he hears back from the NBA to see if he has a chance uh, being drafted or latching on there, which I don't believe at this time is a, is a great uh, a great probability. But if you enter the transfer portal, you open up the doors to other programs coming and saying, well, hey, come play one more year for us. Let's go make a run for us. Let's let's help you enhance your your, uh, your talent, and let's help you enhance your, st your stats, and let's give you another year of an ability to go and try to make an NBA roster. Also, name, image, and likeness is going to you know potentially play into this. Uh, it opens the door for other programs to you know offer Olivier Comwell the opportunity to come and benefit from his name, image, and likeness. So really, in my opinion, from the Olivier Comwell standpoint and his family uh, and his team, this is kind of a good move because you go from having one option, Tennessee, two options, second option, really four options. One, you can come back and play at Tennessee. Two, you can explore the NBA route. Three, you can go and play overseas and now entering the transfer portal you can have an opportunity to maybe go play somewhere else for one more year here, one more year here stateside. So it's about just seeing all of your options and what's the best plan of action moving forward. I think when it's all said and done, I think the likely destination for Olivier Comwell is to go overseas and play basketball professionally. Um, he never really, he never really showed that there was uh, an inclination that he was going to come back and play and use that COVID year here at Tennessee. So that's why I say it's not really a loss because I don't think he was ever going to come back here. But Tennessee does lose, air quotes, Olivier Comois to the transfer portal. And um, we'll see if other seniors maybe fall in that footsteps to give themselves another option or, you know, what the case is. But, I mean, season just ended this past weekend, and now we have our first uh, hard roster movement here with Olivier Comois entering the transfer portal. Uh, finished the year with Tennessee as, as the second leading scorer at 10.8 points per game and the team's leading rebounder at five rebounds per game. But goodness gracious, uh, such a talent. He works so hard. I, you know, I, I feel like, you know, as fans, you like to watch him play. He's a good kid and he works so hard, just so inconsistent when you know he can be so, so good. Uh, I mean, he really can. Had that game against Texas, of course. Had the game against Duke. And then some games, you're like, where are you? Uh, he started SEC play. Um, let's see here. Uh, he tied a program record for made field goals without a miss in January at South Carolina when he went 10 for 10 with 23 points. He started SEC play like something stupid, 15 for 15, you know, 31 points and something. But over the course of that run, he didn't have many rebounds. So, um, so much talent, so much potential and hopefully he reaches that wherever he does play overseas or if it's somewhere else. But uh, I, do, I do not think that he will be back at Tennessee. That is just my gut feeling. 
uh, as the news that Olivier Kumwa has entered the transfer portal. Okay, let's shift back to the Anderson Training Facility and Tennessee Pro Day from Thursday. I was there. I watched the whole thing. I'm going to give you my first-hand account on what I saw and what I thought from Thursday's Pro Day over at the University of Tennessee. That is coming up next right here on Locked on Balls. The Bill Bar March Madness bracket is here. We know you have a favorite bar or puff, and now it's your time to make it count. Go to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorites. We all know that I'm going to be voting for the Cookies and Cream Bar, and if you want the Vols to win on the field, the diamond, the court, the gridiron, whatever the case is, then you're going to be voting for that bar as well. Support your team, support your bar or your puff, and when you vote for your favorite bar or puff, you're going to be entered into a drawing where 50 lucky Locked On listeners will get a free box of builds. Not only that, but one lucky Locked On fan will win a 12-month subscription to Built to have Built's best bars or puffs delivered monthly straight to your door. You've got to try Built, the best protein bar ever. Seriously, they're so amazing. You're not even going to think that they're good for you. What makes them so good, for starters, they're high in protein, low in sugar, Covered in 100% real chocolates, that's right, real chocolate. So right now, run to BuiltMarchMadness.com to vote for your favorite bar or puff and pick up a box while you're there. You can vote every day in March, last chance, so hop in and support your pick. All right, guys, we got a final segment left here of this Friday edition of Locked on Vols. I'm your host, Eric Kane. Appreciate you guys hanging out with me here today, and you can always follow me on Twitter at underscore Kaner and at Locked on Vols. Your first listen each and every day. Subscribe. You know the drill. Subscribe to Lockdown Vols on the YouTube channel. All right. So Tennessee Pro Day. Um, Tennessee Pro Day took place Thursday inside the training, the Anderson training facility. And 14 volunteers were there and present for. Now, not all of them took part in every single thing. But um, the expected players that, that went through drills, and I, I, I'm reading the, the preview here uh, from UT just to get this list of players. But Jeremy Banks was there. Paxton Brooks was there, Latrell Bumpus was there, Jerome Carvin was there, Princeton Fant was there, but he didn't uh, kind of do everything. Uh, Trayvon Flowers, I did not see him. I think he's dealing with an injury, so um, unfortunately he didn't get to do anything or much, if anything. Hendon Hooker was there, but of course he was limited. Uh, Maurice Smith was there, who uh, was a walk-on on this football team. Cedric Tillman. Darnell Wright and Byron Young all took part in. So you had eight volunteers, it looks like, um, or nine volunteers that took part in drills, three that uh, were, were injured and couldn't do an awful lot. But uh, for the most part, I think Tennessee did a really good job, um, you know, d- doing what it does. And this is going to be the best NFL draft for Tennessee in, in, in quite some time. And it's another credit to Josh Heupel. It's another credit to this program of development. And really, it's going to be a big-time recruiting tool. Um, I'll get into individual performances, what I saw at Pro Day here in just a moment. But guys, think about this. Darnell Wright is going to be a first-round draft pick. Um, Jalen Hyatt might be a first-round draft pick. I think Hendon Hooker is going to be a high second-round draft pick now. Byron Young could be a second or a third round draft pick, but I think he'll be a second. Cedric Tillman might even be a second round draft pick. Um, Tennessee is doing well here. <laughs> and, and and if Hyatt doesn't get picked in the first round, he's going to get picked in the second round. I mean, what a testament to go in there and recruit, walk in somebody's living room and say, hey, we had two first round draft picks last year. 
they're playing on Sundays now. Won't you won't you come be a part of the program? Maybe that can be you one day. I mean, what a recruiting tool. What a pitch, right? Um, yesterday at Pro Day, back, back to the actual Pro Day, again, you can pick and choose if you're the athlete what you want to take part in. So here, here's an example. Um, Darnell Wrights, he ran the 40 at the Combine. He's an offensive lineman. He was you know, at 333 pounds. He ran a 5.0140. Why ever run it again? He didn't do it again. Um, I, I don't know if he benched at the Combine or whatever, but I don't believe he benched here at Tennessee either. In fact, when I showed up, and I was doing a running thread over on the journal's quarters of BallQuest.com, I know a lot of you guys are probably peering in there um, yesterday, but like when I showed up, he was in slides. And so I thought, <laughs> I was like, Darnell Wright's not going to do anything, and good for him. He's going to be a first-round draft pick, so why do anything at all? And so I made that comment, and then, of course, after I make that comment in the thread, he laces up his cleats and he does some things, but it serves me right, right? But, you know, you can pick and choose what you want to do. Guys that ran the 40-yard dash of note was Cedric Tillman, who uh, I've been told ran about what he ran at the Combine. So that was kind of on par with what he ran at the Combine, a, a 4 5 Three, I believe, which is, in my opinion, a very good time for him. I was a little surprised that he had decided to run at the pro day because the four, the four five three or four five four, whatever it was, it's a really good time for him. But he he decided to run, and I think he ran about on par with what he ran at the combine. Trying to get stats and times and all that that type of stuff is is very is very difficult at pro days. Let me just put it that way. Uh, but he ran the forty. You had Jerome Carvin, who ran the 40, and I don't know what his time was. Uh, Latrell Bumpus ran the 40. Solon Page ran the 40. Um, Solon Page wasn't even on this uh, well, this list that I looked at the other day or that, that I uh, that I read off here earlier in the segment. Anyway, Solon Page was there. Uh, he ran the 40, and a couple other players ran the 40. Um, you had Jalen Hyatt took part in the three-cone drill along with some others. I'll just get to my big takeaways because I can't remember who did what as I'm trying to think here on the fly. Um, I thought I'm going to start with Darnell Wright. He took part in the shuttle. He did the shuttle. He did offensive line uh, drills. He did the vertical. Uh, by the way, he he vertical leaped 28 feet, foot, uh, 28 feet and a half, which is really, really good. Again, six foot six, 333 pounds. That is Darnell Wright. And I think he might have dropped some because he looked slim the other day. Uh, Darnell Wright continues to be all the buzz. The NFL Network was on hand on campus, and uh, that was their number one target. They went, I mean, they were there to to talk to Darnell Wright, and they talked to him. And um, Darnell Wright's going to be a first round draft pick. Hell, Darnell Wright might be a top fifteen draft pick when it's all said and done. Man, his stock just continues and continues and continues to soar for sure. I was talking to someone very much in the know who was also on hand for the Reese's Senior Bowl in early January, and um, or in January, and they told me that Darnell Wright showed up weighing 342 pounds at the Reese's Senior Bowl and still turned heads and was still very impressive and was still all the talk and all the buzz down there at Mobile. And seeing him again today can noticeably tell that he has slimmed down some. Um, so the fact that he was even heavier at the Reese's Senior Bowl and he was turning heads, I think it goes a long way. But Darnell Wright, I believe, had a really, really good day. I think the wide receivers had a good day. Uh, Cedric Tillman and Jalen Hyatt. Not a whole lot of balls were hitting the ground there when they were running uh, when they were running routes. Um, I saw one drop from Jalen Hyatt. I know he dropped a couple of the combine, but overall, I thought Jalen Hyatt looked good running his routes, and I thought Cedric Tillman looked really crisp. He has improved so much as a route runner. It's incredible. 
he looks really, really good running routes, uh, and he did again today, and he looked healthy, and he looked strong. Dresser Wynn, quarterback of UT Martin, you probably remember that name because Tennessee played UT Martin, and Dresser Wynn threw for excuse me, over 300 yards against Tennessee in that game. And and again, Tennessee's pass defense is not good. I understand that. But also, you had UT Martin that was playing from behind the entire game, so they, they had to throw. It's like it's like Tennessee beating LSU. LSU was behind the entire game. So when Jaden Daniels finishes with 310 passing yards, it's like, well, okay, they threw every play, right? But anyway, uh, Dresser Wynn was that quarterback, and he was the one that was throwing to Hendon Hooker and, um, and Jalen Hyatt. And so... Not every ball. I mean, overall, like he, he had a good workout too. I mean, he looked good throwing the ball, and it was a workout for him just as much as it was for the for the Tennessee receivers. But not every ball was on the money. And if I'm an NFL scout and I'm sitting there, I don't want every ball to be on the money. There were a lot of high throws, and both Hyatt and Tillman had to go up and reel those suckers in, and they did. That's something I took away. Some, I mean, there was one for Cedric Tillman coming down the sideline side on a hitch where he had to go up, make the catch, and try to get two feet in. I, I didn't see if he did or not, but he made the catch. It looked really, really good. And Jalen Hyatt the same way. So I was really impressed with the wide receivers and kind of what they did on Thursday. Easily, and I mean, Jalen Hyatt still had a, had a really good overall combine. We read the next-gen stat um, about everything that he did. I mean, he performed well in Indianapolis, but in speaking with Jalen Hyatt after the workout, he was he was really excited. He was really pleased uh, with his performance uh, here at the Pro Day. So good for him. Good for Cedric Tillman. I thought he did a really, really, really good job as well. The other guy that I was really impressed with on Thursday was offensive lineman Jerome Carvin. I made a note um, on the general's quarters over at VolQuest.com as well, leaving Pro Day. Um, I spoke with him for for about 10 minutes after after the workout. And, you know, he, sure, he felt a little slighted that he didn't get an invitation to the NFL Combine. But he knows that this pro day was his time, so he couldn't leave any stone unturned. I made the comment to a lot of media members there because we were there for you know five hours, and I'm just like I'm sitting over here and I'm like, if you didn't get an invitation to the NFL Combine, you better have a damn good excuse for why you're not doing every single drill here at Pro Day. Like, what are you holding out for? You don't have anything else. You don't have another forty time to compare it to. You don't have another shuttle time to compare it to. A three cone drill to compare it to. You don't have another vertical or a broad jump or anything to compare it to. So what are you holding out for? That was kind of my frustration a little bit with some of Tennessee's players. But again, I mean, there were some injuries. Princeton Fant was banged up a little bit. Trayvon Flowers was banged up a little bit. Um, Jeremy Banks didn't do everything, but heck, he he ran a really fast time at the combine. So I guess uh, I guess he didn't necessarily need, feel like he needed to run a 40. So I get that. But anyway, um, Jerome Carvin did everything. Because, again, he didn't have that opportunity or that platform in Indianapolis at the NFL Combine. And I don't know his 40 time, and I don't know his shuttle or three-cone drill or any of that. I know he has a good 10 yards burst. Also, first 10 yards for Cedric Tillman. That's what scouts really, really like about Cedric Tillman as well. Sure, the 40 time is not bad, but the first 10, that burst getting off the line of scrimmage as as an outside wide receiver in the league, it's huge. And they like that about Cedric Tillman. Again, I think he'll be a second-round draft pick now. I think he's really helped himself. Um, but anyway, Jerome Carvin did everything. And then we, when you got to offensive line drills in particular, you had you know a couple scouts out there holding dummies and directing traffic and saying, do this, do this, do this. And so it was Darnell Wright who did them. He didn't have to, but he did them. And it was Jerome Carvin. And Jerome Carvin wanted to prove his physicality. 
And he was, I mean, he was, he was hitting the crap out of that pad and, and dipping and ripping and, and, and veer blocking and, and moving. And I mean, so many times he was knocking the guy that was holding the pad back and back and back. And I was talking to him about it after I was like, man, you were hitting the crap out of that pad. He was like, yeah, I kind of felt bad about doing it, but I mean, like I wanted to show how physical I was and uh, again, I wasn't going to have another opportunity to. So good on him, man. I don't know if he will get drafted. A lot of the mock drafts I've been looking like I've been looking at have Jerome Carvin being selected in the 6th or the 7th round, which is good. But regardless, he will have an opportunity to make an NFL roster. And his versatility, playing both guard spots and center, is going to help him go a long way as well. So I think Jerome Carvin really helped himself out uh, in a big way. Hendon Hooker didn't do an awful lot, but I did see Hendon Hooker throwing a little bit. Uh, he had a sleeve on his left uh, ACL, which is the one that was injured. Um, of course, he was not throwing to quarter or throwing to wide receivers or anything. He's not 100% healthy. But before Jalen Hyatt and Cedric Tillman went and ran routes uh, with Dresser Wynn throwing them the football, the official routes, he was off to the side. He was he was throwing to Cedric Tillman and kind of getting the hands loose and everything. And um, that was just really good to see. Kind of warms your heart if you're a football fan. Doesn't matter if you're a a Tennessee fan or whatever. But seeing a good player like that go down with injury and then a month later seeing a football back in his hand makes you happy. So that was good to see. Uh, Hendon Hooker met with the media, spoke about a lot of things. Um, he met uh, with Mike Vrabel, who was in attendance shortly thereafter. Cedric Tillman met with some teams. Jerome Carrion was speaking to the Falcons and the Raiders on the field uh, before I spoke to him. So, yeah, all in all, I think it was a good day for Tennessee at the Pro Day. Um, I will say this, too. I think it's a big deal, and I should have let off with this in the segment, but there were so many different Pro Days going on around the country on Thursday. There really was. It was a very, very busy day for pro days. But every single franchise in the National Football League was present at Tennessee on Thursday. It's been a while since that's happened. A couple of years ago, there was no reason to come, right? There was just a couple of franchises uh, that were present and accounted for because there wasn't much draft stock or draft capital or uh, draft prospects, if you will, at Tennessee. That's changed. Every single organization was present and accounted for at Tennessee's Pro Day. Mike Vrabel was on the head coach, but he was there and he was getting a, a first-hand look at, at some of Tennessee's guys. And he always comes to Tennessee because, again, it's a shorter trip and it's an easy trip for him to make. Um, we'll have to see. Draft's creeping up on us, guys. It's less than a month away now. So uh, April 28th, it's the first round. And uh, I think you're going to hear definitely one name from Tennessee being drafted in the first round, maybe two. So uh, we will see. Guys, thank you so much for tuning into this Friday edition of Locked On Vols. I had a lot to cover today. Four-star quarterback Jake Merklinger announced his commitment to the University of Tennessee. Olivier Cumwa headed the transfer portal. Uh, Tennessee competed in Pro Day and uh, had a whole lot of fun discussing all that with you guys. Tennessee baseball at LSU. Huge series started last night. Going to play tonight and tomorrow. It's number 10 versus number 1 LSU. Big-time series for Tennessee down in the bayou in the box for TV uh, and the boys. Appreciate you guys so much for tuning in and taking part of Locked On Vols, making it your first listen each and every day. Make Locked On College Basketball your second listen, Final Four this weekend. No better time to make Locked On, Vol Locked On College Basketball your second listen right behind Locked On Vols. Same time, same, same time, same place, everybody. We'll do it again on Monday. This is Locked On Vols. <laughs>